Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven and with me as always is Brandon. And in this episode we're going to be talking about becoming an adult. I'm so excited. This is a topic that I would say we are both complete experts on. We are the uh, biggest adults of our age group, of our generation, and you guys could learn a lot from us today. I was voted most likely to be an adult in high school. (laughs) Were you actually, what what was your superlative? Were you on one of those? Dude, no. I was voted exactly no. I don't think I was even in the running for anything. I thought if I had anything, I might win like, I might get nominated for like best hair, but no, I didn't even get that. (laughs) I got nothing. What about you? I did not get nominated for anything. I mean, I was kind of screwed because I had just moved back to uh, high school for that senior year. So it was like if I had a chance to be voted anything, I'd less people knew me because I was only there for two years. So, dude, my life would have been something. completely different if I was one of those superlatives. But because I wasn't, everything's gone downhill. I know. I mean, we really peaked in high school. It's been <laughs> uh, it's been a much different story in our adult years. Just kidding. On that subject, though, what age do you consider to be an adult? Like, when did you start to feel like you were an adult and why? And was it something that you just noticed one day? Like, was there a specific benchmark? Or, like, what what has that process been like for you? I, well, I'll start off in the, the first question. What age to you should be considered an adult? Um, I think this is ever-changing. And I think that society makes a, a, a mistake by putting an age or a timeline on this because, you know, for instance, I'm sure a lot of our listeners might have heard their parents say something like, oh, when I was your age, I did this, this, and that, as if they lived in the same world that we live in now. (laughs) The world has become so much more vast. Like, we have information at our fingertips now that... That is such a good way to put it. I gotta say that, like, because... Like, that is such an oversimplification that's so accurate because, like, it's not comparing apples to apples. Yes, no. I agree. Yeah, because, well, I mean, you even look at it with, uh, you know, marriage. People are waiting longer to get married. That's not only because of the divorce rates. That's obviously part of it. People are, are waiting to make that commitment because of what they've learned from uh, the generation before us and the generation before that. But it's also because we are, we are taking longer to find ourselves in this world uh, because it's so massive. Now, we have so much information at our disposal. How do we fit into this huge, huge world? It's, it's not like back in the 60s where, you know, I, I mean, actually, let's go in before that. Like, it's not back in the freaking 20s where you knew your town and maybe if you lived in a big city, you got news from around the country. You know, whatever the... the the context I'm just I'm, I'm trying to paint here is that we have access to so much more information and and there's so many opportunities, so many options that it actually can cripple us in a sense because we have it, it takes longer for us to figure out where we fit into all of that. Yeah, exactly. I think it, the the context of what should be considered adult I think should be forever evolving as society sees it because. Even life expectancy has evolved so much over time. Like, if you go back far enough, I think life expectancy was, like, 40 years, 35 years. Like, it's it's changing a lot. And yeah. as a result, I think you cannot just say that at a certain age is when you become an adult. I do think that just because of 
for some legal reasons, I do think you need to establish like certain ages just by number to warrant when you're allowed to do certain things, just because there's no perfect method to this. Like you cannot objectively measure everybody's maturity level. So there does right. need to be like some sort of standardization um, based on something. So picking 21 to be the drinking age, like I'm fine with. Um, I personally think the drinking age should be 19, but that's something else altogether. Um, I just think that it's it's hard to, it, yeah, I mean, I think I pretty much explained that part of it. I'll, I'll explain a little bit of like the my thoughts in the next part. So when did you start to feel like you were an adult and why? I would say I started to feel like an adult the most when I was out of college because in college, because I lived in the dorms for a big part of it and because like I was going to class, I don't know, for some reason college to me, I think it depends on what your college experience is like, but the way that I did it, like going away, living in a dorm for a big part of it and living on a campus all the time, I just kind of felt like even though I was an adult, I wasn't really making adult decisions because I felt sort of stuck with what I was doing. Because you kind of, like, you can drop out of school, but you've also gotten the investment in it, so it's kind of like you're trapped. Whereas when you're done with it, then you are able to just make any of your own decisions. So I feel like sometimes the freedom to make decisions is kind of becoming an adult. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to... to kind of measure it i think really quick back to that first part of it your your brain and stuff is also still developing until you're like 25 26 like that's when when things start to kind of decline after that but you can still kind of develop a little bit into 25 26 and so when i started to feel like an adult and that that freedom concept i think uh was when i became a general manager of a jimmy john's i remember having a distinct thought process of hey i need to step up my game here. I now I'm looked at as the leader of the shop. I'm looked at as a, the person who's responsible for the success of a business. And it was what I will say is I think that I've come in and out of this this perspective of feeling like an adult. Like there's a lot of me that ha, that feels like I have this youthful exuberant uh, uh, youthful exuberance and overall enthusiasm for life and I want to hold on to that but I'm also like is that holding me back am I not going to be as successful as I want to be because I'm holding on to um, certain parts of me that may be more immature maybe they are maybe they are youthful and, and fun and stuff but maybe they are also part of the reason why I haven't been as successful or haven't committed to something as much as I want to or something. So there has been some of that concept in me, but I definitely think the first time that I thought about it was when I became the general manager of a Jimmy John's. Can I ask you a question? I'm curious to hear you elaborate a little bit. So you think there's a chance that you desiring some of the things of your past and childhood like holds you back? No. The overall like naivete or idealism or just the youthfulness that might be part of my personality I wonder if me holding on to that some of those immature more immature sides of me or like what might be perceived as immature might be part of what holds me back I'm not saying that it is but I'm saying me uh, that has yeah, been a yeah, thought yeah. that crossed well, my mind well I'm curious what do you think that something something different that maybe someone else has that would be beneficial to them 
um, like a differing perspective, like what someone who maybe is less. Well, know. just like I, I, I guess maybe even just overall organization. Like, for instance, I some part of me finds it funny. Like, with my mom, like she'll get pissed if I leave my socks on, in the living room when I used to live at home. And I, I, I would think it was funny just to kind of get under her skin a little bit. But that was also just like, all right. I need to be more put together here. I need oh, to- dude, forget that <laughs> shit. I think, I honestly, I mean, I'm real bad about that stuff. People all the time are like, dude, how, how old are you? <laughs> Just by like, well, this is the dumb stuff that I do. But yeah, I think like, I don't know. I personally don't think that you have to, like, if I have to be worried to do stuff like that around you because you're going to say that I'm immature or being stupid, like, no. I don't think that that has any, anything to do with the maturity of someone because I've seen a lot of dipshits who like, are just they might say oh I'm so mature because I you know I, I wouldn't do something like that and I'm like yeah you might be mature about this one specific thing but you're extremely immature with how you handle your finances or your relationships with other people uh, so no well but, I I guess where it comes in for me is how how does that behavior translate to when I'm on my own when I don't have those governing structures and a lot of times it can lead to disorganized or uh, just messy behavior or not taking care of myself or not, you know, wearing athletic shorts every day to class rather than jeans and a nice shirt. You know, just like these little maybe sloppy things that aren't as, you know, kind of you put yourself together, Brandon, you know, get yourself out, do things that you're responsible for, that kind of stuff. So I, that, that translation is where the thought process comes in. Okay, well, let, let me probably into one more question on that. Then we'll move on to some of the other topics here. So do you consider yourself a mature or immature person and why? I would say both. I would say that there are facets where I am mature um, and maybe specific times, but then I don't think I'm consistent. I, I would Maybe the best way to describe it is the inconsistency. I think that... I might even be heading down the right down the right direction of maturity and consistency and maybe even sometimes when we you notice it on, on a smaller scale in the podcast episodes where I'll be having a serious discussion and then I'll crack a joke in the middle of it. It's like, well, I just lost all that momentum of this serious moment. And uh, that I think that can translate a little bit to my life where maybe I'm, I'm doing these very responsible things, things that I do want to prioritize, things that I do want to make sure that I'm, I'm putting uh, um, a lot of effort into, and then I'll just be like, oh, yeah, well, my buddies want to play uh, League of Legends till 2 in the morning, and even though I've been on a roll, like, I, I want it to be like the old days, and I'll go get some uh, Reese's Fast Breaks and some Taco Bell, and I'll fuck my entire routine up just because I want to <laughs> hang out with some buddies. And I, I, if I was better at having those moments and then being able to recover from them and go back into my routine, that'd be one thing. But those things completely fuck up my equilibrium. And sometimes it can take me like weeks <laughs> to recover or I don't know. It, I'm just not – I don't adapt to it well, I guess. Okay. Yeah, no, I I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I'm very mature about things. I'm very immature about things. But – it's it's hard to just categorize yourself. I think even like the concept of just like discussing, dude, you're mature. You you're so mature. Like a lot of times, I just think it's stupid. It's so 
it's so subjective to me. Yeah. Well, and I don't think anybody's perfect. So, I mean, there, there probably been relationships where I was the more mature one. And then, uh, when things got to a certain point, I became the, the less mature one because I got pissed, you know, and I resorted to an emotional response that was part of it was just my reaction. So it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a perfect system. So to be able to define it, I think is somewhat unrealistic. <laughs> I just thought of something kind of funny. Do you think that there's a certain age that you get to where you can no longer say that you're immature? Like if you're like 77, like, did you being so like, you're being so immature right now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I definitely think, like, personally, I want to have my shit together by 30, you know? (laughs) When I hit my 30s, I'm hoping that I'm not dealing with a lot of the shit that I deal with, that I have dealt with in my 20s. Larry, Uh, this is so immature of (laughs) you. Wait, is that Tim? Did Tim make a comeback? (laughs) No, this is just generic old guy. Oh, okay. (laughs) Could be be confused with Tim. Could be Tim's cousin, maybe. Maybe. Very (laughs) close cousin. Almost like they were raised in the exact same place. Uh, okay, if you could go back and relive your childhood, what is one thing you'd do differently? Just try harder, <laughs> especially in, like, school. <laughs> I think we've especially talked about this. in school? This. Yeah, because in school, I freaking I just dicked dude, around no a way, lot. No way, dude. I would, do, I would try much harder with chicks, 100%. No. No, I'm glad I I'm happy with how I was with with women. Like I I think I think a lot of things when I was younger, I I was ahead of my time with in terms of prioritizing. Like I didn't think it was cool to party just for myself and I'm glad that I didn't think that because I think it was a distraction for things. But then I would instead of party, I would sit around and play video games. So, I mean, how much better was I <laughs> really and i wouldn't focus on my schoolwork so it's like i just wish i would have focused on the things that would have helped me with go leading towards my future like maybe even focused on playing piano younger and and really getting good at that i don't know what about I you wish i had <laughs> i wish i had in any way like tried to do things that would help me in the long run <laughs> i feel like i did nothing that really had any all I pretty much did for a big part of my life was just, like, hang out with my friends and nothing else. Like, I never, like, did anything responsible. How, I didn't, like, try in school. <laughs> how self-aware do you think you were when you were younger? Because I feel like you're – I mean, it seems like you're drastically different than what you were when you were younger. Oh, it's, it is insane. Here's the thing. Like, this is going to sound probably very weird, but I, like, think I was very – I was very self-aware. I think I was very much a product of my environment. Mm-hmm. I think, like, as self-aware as I was, I just, like, didn't have the knowledge to know that I didn't have to do things. So, like, I, I have always thought that I would be successful. Like, I've always thought that. But I never did anything that would indicate it. <laughs> For a big part of my life, I never stepped outside of my comfort zone. I just, like, played it super safe and just did, just dicked around. I, I I would say that I would describe most of my childhood as just like dicking around, <laughs> like I yeah. just really, like I was very social, very social, but that was about it. I think I would have done things like, uh, I would have probably you know like put a little bit more effort into baseball because I actually I was decently good back in the day, but then I just was like, eh, like I just totally just took it for granted. I just like didn't think about it. I could have like had more fun with it, experienced more with it. Uh, I think I would have just, uh, 
not I, I don't really care that much about my grades like they were whatever I was never going to be an amazing student but I wish I would have done things like oh act in something like act in a play <laughs> things yeah. like that like things that would have eventually helped me <laughs> I didn't do anything I felt like I got into my 20s and I was like oh shit Steven like now you're actually an age where you have to do things <laughs> Like you actually are gonna have to find a way to make money and do things. So. Do you do you think the fact that you hadn't done a lot of the stuff actually might have helped you at all? Oh, just like appreciate it, things more or anything? Hundred like percent. It, yeah. it was, it's it's gonna help me so much. Like I think I will, it will help me be successful because I spent so much of my life being the person who looked at those people and admired them so much. Because I would just I would look at people that were like getting good grades or something and be like, damn, I wish I could put my time and effort into something and be successful because I was never successful at anything. And I think that because I put such an emphasis on being social back then that I've actually, it hasn't bothered me as much that I have been a little bit less social maybe over the last few years just because I know what that's like too. So I don't know. It's allowed me to have like a lot of different experiences. So I guess it wasn't so bad. And it's given me a massive chip on my, on my shoulder. and made me feel like I'm a huge underdog because I see people, uh, like when I would do stuff at Second City, when I would act on on stage and stuff, I would look around and be like, these people have like are from Los Angeles and have been doing this stuff for like 20 years. And then there's me, who <laughs> literally just signed up for this class and has just kind of improv through his life <laughs> over the last seven years. So, yeah, it, it it's honestly like being a minor league player who just got called up to the majors with like skipping double A AA and triple A. It's like, oh, oh, all right, I'm up to the big leagues now. Like sometimes that's how I feel. I feel like I'm a fake it till you make it guy. Interesting. It's an interesting perspective. I mean, I, in a way, I think a lot of my issues when I was younger are still what I deal with t- today. I mean, like looking back, I remember specific examples of my success and then failure as an athlete was because I would work really hard and practice and practice and practice. I'd finally start having the results that I wanted. And then because I would get the results that I wanted, I would stop doing all the stuff that helped me <laughs> yeah, get the results. You've talked about that before with yeah. me. It's pretty funny. So it's, and that's a little bit of what, like I, I like even with my physical health, I'll, I'll work out really strong for, you know, a month, two months. And I'll be like, yeah, you know what? Brandon, you're looking pretty fucking good in the mirror, man. <laughs> and then I'll maybe like go up to the cities to visit my family and we'll have some shitty food. And then I'll come back and be like, all right, I guess I'll start getting back on track next, uh, on, maybe on like Wednesday or something. I'll like have a couple cheat days, Monday and Tuesday. And then Wednesday comes around, I'm back in that fucking cycle where I'm like, I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start tomorrow. Yeah, so. well, I think that's a, that's just like a even a topic for a whole other episode about when you get to a good place, not allowing yourself to get too content. I've talked about this yeah. a lot in previous podcast episodes that I think one of the worst things that ever happened to me was when I got to arguably the best point of my life, I got super content and decided that I needed to like shake things up and that it can be a dangerous road to go down. So never, never be too content, as dumb as that sounds. Yeah. Well, I, one of my favorite quotes is from Dark Knight Rises where Batman fights Bane. And I mean, this is kind of a different context, but uh, he, Bane says, victory has defeated you. And just that line in itself is interesting. Like these victories that we have, these little things that we hit, 
they defeat us because we stop working hard and doing the things that got us to that victory that, that brought us to this moment that we're proud of. And it's kind of back to the discussion that we have a lot where checkpoints are huge. Oh, but yeah. looking at things as a destination, but rather a checkpoint because then you can keep moving forward rather than hitting that point and working back down the mountain that you've just been climbing. So, Yeah, exactly. Um, so kind of on the same like topic, what do you miss most about those days of your childhood? Um, I mean, I miss my family. You know, I, I miss whenever I go back and see my family. Well, it's weird because I know that if I lived with my family, I'd probably be like, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. But when I do like I, I watched a couple home videos, <laughs> a couple home videos the other day. And, uh, just like some of the moments that we'd have that we catch on camera, I'm just like, gosh, those those are so freaking funny. I'm so glad we caught those on camera. And we would have those on a regular basis. Now, we'd also have the moments where we'd be at each other's throat. But, uh, you know, you don't get that as much anymore. You know, I, I, have, to, I have to force myself to be like, i got to call, you know, my sisters or my dad or my mom just to kind of keep in touch with them. Not, not force myself in the sense that I don't want to do it. It's just I have to make sure that I'm staying on top of that because I want to have a relationship with them. Whereas before it was just like I wake up and I'm like, Mom, make me some waffles. And she'd be like, shut the fuck up. Make them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Mom, make me some waffles. I actually I feel like I remember saying that a lot. <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't think I ever said that. but <laughs> Dude, I definitely <laughs> legitimately would say that. <laughs> what do you miss most about those years? Um, yeah, I think it, it was kind of cool to wake up and be in a household where it felt like, I mean, especially because in my later years here, um, or most recent years, later years, as if I'm, like, <laughs> 94. <laughs> Listen, Sonny, in my later years, I learned a lot of valuable lessons. <laughs> but, I mean, I live alone. I wake up, and, you know, it's just, it's a whole different vibe. There's something, there is something kind of magical about waking up in a family household and going downstairs and, like, meeting everyone at the, the table for breakfast and, and watching some cartoons and and just kind of growing up with that family like there, there's something truly great about that like i miss like going to the zoo with the family going to i don't know just go to amusement parks hang out by the lake and stuff i, I miss those types of moments a lot i also yeah. really really miss um when all of my friends from back home like lived in the same area and we would every friday this is this is something that I've had a tough time recreating in my adult life. Maybe the hardest thing. Every Friday, pretty much, when I was in school, we would all go over one of my friend's houses. Usually it was the same friends, but um, it was out of a couple friends. We'd go over a friend's house, and we would just chill. Like, just sit in the basement, watch TV, play video games, just talk. And it was just so fun. And, like, I don't have any equivalent to that now, because now it's like, let's go get hammered at the bars, or let's go, I don't know... It's just it's hard to have like that uh, that type of a group where no one's dating anyone or nothing's too serious and everyone's so close together. So I, I miss those moments a lot too. Yeah, I mean, high school, I kind of got fucked over for a couple reasons. Number one, we moved in the middle of high school. Now I I made some of my arguably best friends when we moved, but then we moved again, and so there was that aspect that I kind of had to 
work through. But then also, because I didn't drink, there were a lot of friends that I did have that I ended up not having later on. So, like, I'd say when I look back on those years, the best years were probably, like, middle school because I was in the same place for all three years of middle school. And, you know, drinking wasn't really a thing in middle school, at least not with the the friends that I hung out with. So we would play night games. I freaking missed the hell out of night games, like Ghost in the Graveyard and shit. Um, I I miss biking over to my buddy Joe's house, and we played uh, Star Wars Epic Duels, that game that I've talked about um, that I, I own now, but we would have like uh, big battles with it, and and then we would have Halo, like we'd have these massive Halo matches over at my house, and and just everything would get so intense. I remember this one time when I was a kid, we played this. Uh, it was the new GoldenEye game for Xbox, and um, it was like a shitty version of it, but uh, it was like GoldenEye Rogue Agency, <laughs> and. Me and my buddy will play two on two with our other buddies, and they got fucking pissed as shit because we kept throwing grenades and killing them with grenades. Like, what are you gonna do? Just keep using fucking grenades the whole time? <laughs> like that wasn't part of the game or something. Dude, don't use. You weren't using real moves, man. Dude, I wasn't using real moves. Exactly. <laughs> Those were the days, man. Good times. Yeah, I, I guess in addition to that, just I miss baseball a lot, just because that was like. I have so many good memories. A lot of my best friends that I made were from baseball. So, I mean, it's just like being – what was nice about baseball is just being outside, like, all summer long. Like, summer will forever be my favorite season because just out there, like, smelling the grass and sitting on the bench, like, those moments were incredible. Yeah. Uh, So, what do you enjoy the most about being an adult? Um, It's – what I enjoy the most is also what I fear the most. It's the potential. Like I, I, I like enjoy the fact that at any point I can get, I can wake up and start being my best self. I, I can strive towards everything I want to strive towards. And I've had moments of that. I, I have uh, pieces of that, that I do that I've picked up on that I've learned from that, you know, I can add to my wisdom, my knowledge and uh, just who I am overall as a person. But it's also like I have, I, I think I, I do a bad job sometimes of putting that pressure on myself of thinking I have this vast potential and if I don't live up to that, I'm a failure. And I think that that kind of lingers over me sometimes. And I think if I was able to liberate myself from that, I would probably be more successful in my day-to-day. Um, but I don't know. It's it's also what I enjoy, that, that freedom to, to be resilient and to, to strive towards something that I care about and being the only one that's responsible for it. That's one of the luxuries of being single and not having any kids and stuff too is being able to strive towards whatever the fuck I want. It's my life, you know? Yeah, I'm going to mostly actually agree with that. That is kind of what I like. It's not only reaching my potential, but just I feel like what's kind of cool about being an adult is there's a lot of variance in like what you do in your life. Like, because now you've got the full, you have the full control when you're younger. I mean, it it depends on what your, your upbringing is like, you know, who, who you live with. Um, that will depend on sort of how much freedom you are able to have as, as you grow up when you're younger and stuff, but having the full reign to just literally write my future and, and, to know that I can wake up and, and impact my life in a positive manner and impact those around me in a positive manner is super liberating. And it's also nice because one of the most frustrating things about growing up to me is feeling like 
I always had some some sort of like a structure, but now I can just do whatever I want with that structure. Like yeah. I can literally just decide. I can just decide like I don't want to have a job. Like it's not in my best interest to do that, but I don't want to do anything. I don't have to do anything. And it makes it so that when you do things, it feels like really rewarding. Like, I, I don't know if you get this sense, but I feel like when I look around my apartment and I just remember like th- what it took to get to this point, it's, it's super rewarding. So I feel like the highs are just really high. The lows are lower. It's, there's just more variance. Like the mm-hmm. highs are higher. Lows are lower. Um, but just the fact that like, you can do anything is pretty yeah. cool. I, I do like the aspect, too, of if I don't do shit, it's on me. It's yeah. not like it's because my parents limited my ability to access something or, uh, you know, school got it. Well, <laughs> I guess I am in school right now. But uh, for the most part, I'm pretty free of... Uh, of shackles that can hold me back from doing what I want to do. And so what I do with that opportunity is all on me. And that could be pressure packed, but I think it's really liberating to know like I am in control of, of my destiny. I'm at the driver's seat here and let's fucking go. Let's, let's do what I'm, let's go where I want to go. So hell yeah, dude, that's what this podcast is all about. Everything must go. God damn it. <laughs> Everything must adult. Everything must adult. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what is one thing, this kind of ties it all together. What is one thing you wish you would have done to better prepare yourself to becoming an adult? Not mm-hmm. and adult, an adult. <laughs> I wrote this wrong in the script. <laughs> you also read it wrong. You said yourself to becoming an adult. It's for becoming an adult. (laughs) Steven's classic. Classic Steven (laughs) mix-up, dude. Um, What's one thing I wish I would have done? Well, I mean, back to just the idea of, um, you know, if I could change something about my childhood, it would would probably be, (laughs) you know, take things a little more seriously sometimes. Um, (laughs) And I I know that some people are like, well, you're a kid. Be a kid. But, like, those – a lot of the values that I have today, I've always kind of had, like even when I was a kid, like I really wanted to focus on the stuff that I cared about. And sometimes I would just be lazy or I would get caught up in relationships and girls and I would put that stuff on a pedestal. So I don't know, I, maybe, maybe just establishing better habits for myself or, um, one thing you wish you would have done better to prepare yourself for becoming an adult. Uh, maybe just overall, have a better um healthier lifestyle like the food that i ate i mean we like to eat out i still like to eat out we we would make treat runs i still like to make treat runs and uh i don't know it's something that i battle with those those habits were part of my childhood and stuff that i i battle with now so i i don't know maybe a mixture of those things what about you well, I would have probably avoided eating Nutter Butters every single day. <laughs> like, that definitely didn't prepare myself. <laughs> so, uh, so I would have better, I would have replaced Nutter Butters with, like, Carrots. anything else, pretty much. Pretty much anything else. Um, anything? Well, no, not, not anything. <laughs> but, like, a lot of things. I would have been better suited to do than eating so many Nutter Butters. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much... I pretty much explained a lot of this before, but yeah, I would have 
done more things to prepare myself for now. Like, started video editing earlier. Like, I didn't edit my first video, I don't think, until I was a junior in college or something like that, which is, like, way too late considering my major in college and my life aspirations. So that was a bit baffling. Um, Really quick, can we just acknowledge that your first answer to the question, what you wish you would have done better to prepare yourself, your first answer was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to better prepare myself, I would have prepared myself for the things I do now. That was your first fucking response. I would have eaten less nut butters. <laughs> Dude, that's a good answer. Don't even no, say n- some answers. A- okay, before. fine. After that, the, the next thing you said is, I would have better prepared myself for the things that I do now. That was your response to this question. You answer this question <laughs> with what the question was. That's my okay, point. okay. Okay, so... I'll I'll answer. So you guys pretty much know because the stuff I said before. But I will say what I wish. So I'm going to ask one more question on this, and then we're going to move on to the next subject. But it it kind of ties into this. What do you, and I just thought of it now, what's something from your childhood that you wish you were more like now? Like if you could take a trait about your childhood that you think's kind of faded away, something that you could bring back to the modern day Brandon, what would it be? Skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I guess that counts. I don't know. I was thinking more personality. (laughs) I just thought that'd be good for comedy, to be honest. Dude, for the sake of comedy. Let us know. Email us, emgpod at gmail.com. Was that a good joke? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, actually. I enjoyed it. (laughs) All right, you you go. (laughs) So mine is, I was a lot more, like, I guess I almost have to give an example other than try to explain this. Like, I would go up to random people and talk to them a lot, and I I would, like, go to events just to meet random people and, like, talk to them. And I feel like... I've gotten to the point where I stopped doing that and I've gotten better about it over the years. Like it's like I got really bad and then I've started to like get better again about talking to people, but I wish I could get back to finding the value in every person. Cause I feel like now I'm, I don't want to be bothered as much. And I don't know if that's because um, I've moved to the big city or I'm around more people or if it was anxiety issues, I'm not really sure what the whole trigger of it all is, but I wish I could be a little bit more like, Hey, let's be friends. I don't know if I'm like, I've become more judgmental or I don't really know exactly what it is, but let me ask you this, because I've actually had this thought as an adult where there's been a person in my life who just briefly knowing them, I'm like, you know what? I think that I would be really good friends with this person, but I don't really have time for another friend. (laughs) I don't really want to put in a bunch of effort. Yeah, no, it's because that's kind of my feeling, (laughs) I think. It's shitty. I mean, I wish I did, but, you know, sometimes it's just like, I mean, I already got a lot of friends. I have so many friends. I'm so popular. It's just like I don't have time for more, guys. Yeah, I, I think I think that it is just part of becoming an adult. I think it just is, unfortunately, part of the process is you just 
you can't keep everyone around. That's why your best friends stick around, and that's why you don't actually have a thousand great friends. And that's also why it's important to cut out toxic people out of your life because they not only do they take up energy that you could be giving to somebody who earns it, but they also take up extra energy because they're toxic. It just is mm-hmm. it's a whole extra thing that you have to kind of manage and then probably also impacts how you are with other people. It just all of it can kind of bleed into what's going on. So I think that's what a lot of becoming an adult is making those mature decisions of. What? I actually found that to, this part of the conversation, I've just found to be pretty helpful because I think it, I think I've actually kind of felt bad deep down that I haven't been giving as many people like the time of day, but I'm starting to like really think about it. And the biggest difference between me now and then was I mean, nowadays, not only do I work, and then I do the podcast, I go to the gym. I mean, I'm busy almost the entire day. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, I would get done with school at like 2.30, and it's like I'm ready to go do anything, and there's really nothing. I have no other obligation. I have no other real stressor. You probably like, weren't as directed, too. Like you, Now you have a, a direction that you want to head towards. So it's, Yeah, so like before I was just like, oh, everyone can be my friend, and there was plenty of times where I was like, these people suck. Like People would treat me terribly, and then sometimes I would meet great people throughout it, but... I think it just becomes a little more difficult to get that when you have less time and you, you've kind of been, I mean, you've had a lot of bad experiences with it too. I think that makes people a little bit more negative And I just think like, I don't know, I'm really good at being extroverted and talking to people. So it's going to take like another me <laughs> to come across that's going to be as receptive. Like a lot of people aren't going to be as receptive as I am anyways, even if I do try to make a move. So I don't know. I just, I just think it's, it's helpful sometimes to think about these things and not feel so bad when you actually can like break it down further. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I did want to say something. So we like normal. We did write. Uh, you know, if people want to write in or ask us questions or comments on the topic, uh, I did put that out there. And people definitely, I got the vibe, have a very negative aspect on becoming an adult. I do think part of it is is a joke because I think it's just it's easy to be like man I miss the simpler times but I do think that there is a lot of negativity um towards becoming adults and I do want to talk a little bit about like this idea uh by reading off a few of the comments for example here are some of the comments that we received um about the idea of becoming an adult don't fuck up credit (laughs) seems I mean it's it's true (laughs) dude I can tell you right now trying to live on your own uh, having student loans up the ass fucking sucks. And, yeah, you can really damage yourself. <laughs> I mean, I, I've talked about this before. Like, I, uh, my uh, the beginning of my adulthood, the decision to drop out of school to pursue music, part of the reason why it was so hard was because the first school I went to was a private school, and then I had this huge fucking student loan that I had to take care of while working a minimum wage job. Yeah, it's – and then you are, like, paralyzed for – a lot of years until you recover so well exactly that's why you can see the negativity those are things you don't have to deal with when you're a kid mm-hmm. uh another comment it kind of sucks and another comment don't do it <laughs> <laughs> don't do as it. if it's just like an option like nah it's not it's kind of like you know it's just not for me <laughs> it's not for me yeah it's time to grow up steven i remember like being told when i was a kid like you know steven it's time to grow up <laughs> i'm like no not gonna do it honestly i'm peter pad i tell my mom that rachel mcadams and i are gonna get married and she says that 
Rachel McAdams is too serious for me that I'm not a I'm not adult enough for Rachel McAdams, and it pisses me off because I'm out here busting my tail. All right, I got a two bedroom apartment. Are you rich? That's and I I own a car. I, two bedroom I, apartment and a car, and this man's still single. Are you shitting dude, me? Are right you now? freaking kidding me? I'm living the life right now. Rachel McAdams would be dying for this. This man lives a life of luxury. I'm over here slaving away from my one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Man. Freaking Rachel McAdams hit me up. (laughs) Uh, Okay, a couple of questions uh, from the audience here. Does I think this is actually an interesting question because I I, I put some thought into this. Does life get harder? Mm, Well, I think the idea – well – Maybe it spikes when you first become legally an adult. I think it probably spikes harder, but I think the idea is as you grow older, you you gain wisdom and experience, and life should get easier as you put in more time. Um, I mean, as a kid, we we all think that it wasn't hard, but you didn't get to do anything. You you had... (laughs) You had to do exactly – you couldn't even go to the bathroom when you wanted to go to the bathroom. You'd have to ask your teacher if you could go to the bathroom. I mean, just think about that. Right? I could go out to downtown Knoxville with Steven and piss in a parking lot and make him really uncomfortable. Is that a, is that a true story? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time Steven and I at University of Tennessee, Knoxville, I had, to, I had to pee so freaking bad. And I, like, hid – behind like a thing in a parking lot where there's like a grass patch and he's like dude this makes me really uncomfortable <laughs> steven did not like it at all i i, I do get weird about that i think because ever since someone told me about like getting arrested for doing that i'm just like oh what a bad way to go yeah i mean i i definitely don't advise just fucking taking pisses out in public <laughs> but uh yeah I, I don't know it just you you didn't have freedom which i guess so you were a able to avoid all of the serious parts of being an adult but it's like you're living in a bubble kind of so i don't know if it you can necessarily even count it i think life does get easier the older you get well it's i guess intended to because you're supposed to learn from your mistakes and and grow up through that mature through that i not everybody does i i'm sure but uh, I would be honestly. I don't know the answer to this. I would be super curious. I, I don't really think I have enough information to answer this. Uh, I would speculate if I asked people, they would probably say yes, because I you hear a lot of times people are like, when you get older, you just don't give a shit. I mean, you go to uh, the gym when you're older. If you if you like live in an area where there's old people, old people they're just like don't wear any clothes in the gym or locker room and they just say like, don't give a shit about anything they just walk around and it's like I, I i definitely get the sense that people when they get older they don't care as much but i don't know to say that it's it's inherently easier uh, well i mean it, i guess a, a similar case yeah, study would be like high school college when you go in to high school or college as a freshman you probably feel a lot more overwhelmed. Things move a lot faster. You're not as familiar with how to process things. By the time you're a senior, you're just like, man, fuck this. I'm ready to be. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, even that, like, I don't know if I can necessarily say that college gets easier as it goes along. I think it gets harder, <laughs> if anything. Your classes just, definitely get a lot harder. Uh, I disagree, because when you get later and you're, you're doing stuff you actually enjoy. 
Yeah, maybe that was the problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could honestly just do an entire podcast and just everything that I did that baffles me to this day. <laughs> Steven's baffling life choices. There's a lot of them. Uh, but not, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I don't know. Um, what else was there on this? Okay, one more question on this. <laughs> Why do some adults choose not to become adults? I don't think it's always, I don't th- think you can blatantly say it's a choice. I, I think some people, I mean, I, I think mental health comes into this a lot. I think sometimes we are stagnant in our our evolution because of mental health issues or just maybe even substance abuse issues. Sometimes you get into those cycles and you're paralyzed by them. So, um, you know, I, I, I've, we actually, in my um, early childhood psych class that I had tonight, we watched a video on um, a, a little girl who was taken out of her home because the dad was abusive and the um, the dad got arrested, so they like took the kids away from the mom, and the mom's trying to get the kids back, um, but she obviously didn't like prioritize the kids' safety over this man. But she was in an abusive relationship, and for people who have been in abusive relationships, a lot of times they're super hard to get out of. You feel like you're responsible. You feel like you're uh, you have to be with that person. Like your life would be worse without them. And it's a lot easier for us on the outside to be like, come on, just grow up, just do this, do that. But uh, it can be difficult. And um, yeah, I don't know. So I think, I I think it's, um, it's just not one of those things that can fully be answered. I think it's all circumstantial and uh, it's, it's good to like look at different perspectives on how people got to where they did. Yeah, I don't. I don't have too much to to add on that. I think it just depends on how you want to interpret the question. I think uh, sometimes people just. I mean, I, I just think in some sort or in some situations, like people just take longer to grow up in certain parts of their life too. Like, I was not definitely not ready to get married in until probably. I, I would say like. Now I'm probably at the point where if I met the right person, I could see myself getting married. I feel like up until this point, it would have probably been like too early for me to get married. And I think that there's plenty of people who are like 18 and they are probably ready to get married. I think it just depends on your personality type. It depends on your upbringing. It depends on what's important to you. There's so many things that factor into it. I think to say like people choosing not to be adults, I think that sometimes people just have an incorrect concept of what it means to be an adult and they need to accept the fact that like everybody matures at different rates and and also think about some people's upbringing like if you grew up in a dysfunctional home and all you ever learned was dysfunction and then you're asked to go live on your own in in a world that's separate from this dysfunction what do you think that you're going to do you're going to do what you know and what you know is dysfunction it's really hard to break those cycles which is why uh, people from lower socioeconomic places or minorities have a difficult time because that that constant cycle of being uh, pushed down is hard to break out of and then you have learned behaviors and um, you you it's this learned helplessness of I can't really get out of this so I might as well just try to be better within the confines of what I have 
instead of let's create something new. So it's it's just difficult, and um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, people are people are too quick to judge when if they could actually look at the situation a little bit more in depth, maybe it might make sense why someone appears to be less of an adult. And, you know, I, I will even say I've been guilty of that. You know, I, I've been guilty of being on my high horse at times and being like, you know, I got my shit together, but do I? Yeah, I mean, me too. I've definitely done this before yeah. where I've been like, oh, you know what? Actually, there's been a lot of things where I've looked back at recently and I'm like, you know, I don't like how I handled that situation. I was like, right. I acted way too emotional. I should have, like, looked at it more logically. But, I mean, you can't go back now at the time. When you're in the moment sometimes, like, things are differently. It's easier to look at it from a logical standpoint a lot later. But at the end of the day, when you've experienced more things, you're going to act like more of an adult next time because you have more of a frame of reference for how to act. Because if something, if the first time you react away, it doesn't go as planned, the next time you end up in that situation, you're probably going to react differently because you have that frame of reference now. Yeah. Uh, Let me just be honest. I've thought about this a lot with the podcast lately is part of me you know, especially learning what I've been learning within the mental health industry is I think sometimes we just need to leave people the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Like people are going through shit. I mean, not to make excuses for uh, maltreatment of things or abuse. Not, I'm not making excuses for any of that, but I'm just saying some of this stuff comes from a lot, a long line of maltreatment that's passed down or uh, genetic predisposition, all this kind of stuff. And what I love about the podcast is this is a format where Stephen and I can come here and we can tell you our opinions, but we're not impacting your life at all you can take it you can leave it you can have your thoughts we can challenge you we can give you new perspectives but we're leaving you alone you get to listen to this stuff and you're left to your own vices or uh, coping mechanisms you get to do what you want hopefully we are a positive influence Uh, and that's why i love this because this this is that medium where we're not too close that we're like impeding on your life but we're also maybe on the outside enough where maybe something we says hits home for you i mean a lot of things that I hear Steven say, or even maybe I'll utter in the middle of just word flow. Uh, it'll be like, holy shit. Yeah. I need to apply that to my life. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Oh, definitely. Um, okay. What's a great thing about becoming an adult that they don't tell you when you're younger? Uh, you go first on this one. Cause I can't honestly think of anything. Um, well, Part of the reason why I threw this question in here is because when I was in, I don't know, I feel like a lot through, I feel like through a lot of your life, people just tell you, you know, like, enjoy your life, um, because, you know, you're, man, like, basically people always talk about how it'd be so great to be young again, and they're always telling you to, like, be happy and be optimistic, and that, like, they kind of, like, paint this picture that getting older sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, and I, I don't know if you felt this way, but I, I've, I've kind of gotten this vibe like, okay, well, why are you telling me that I need to like really enjoy my times now? Because it kind of seems like I, I should want to get older. Like I should want to look forward to the future. And I think it would have been probably helpful to get more of an optim. I think it would have been more helpful to have someone like explain to me, well, why it's great to become older and, and, I understand that when I was younger, I would have had a, I wouldn't have understood it in the same way that I'm thinking I would understand it now as an adult. Uh, 
But I just think it would have been helpful if someone could have said something to me like, you know, getting a job is great because you get to impact people. I'm like, oh, impacting people, that sounds great. And I feel like I never thought about that kind of stuff. But I think a great thing about becoming an adult is just that you do get to, like, see the world if you want to. You get to do all these – you get to experience all these great things that you're, are, you're restricted from when you're a child that, like – I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I just feel like we don't paint enough of a picture of the good side of growing up. It's always just like, you know, eventually you're going to have bills to pay. I feel like what happens is adults, they just bitch about, like, all these negative things. And then they take it out on the younger generation to be like, oh, man, look, at I'm paying the bills. I'm paying to make you uh, be able to hang out in the swing set right now and have fun with your friends. You don't know what it's like to have to pay the bills and stuff. It's like, yeah, well... <laughs> How about you paint a picture of something positive so that I can understand, like, if I work hard, then being an adult doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I remember being a kid and and teachers would always utter the phrase, I don't want to hear that you're not going to use this in real life. You use math in real life all the time. And I'm thinking about the number of things in my real life that I did not learn until I was in real life that had... <laughs> I did not learn at all when I was actually in school, like even college. College is supposed to prepare you for work. And my job has nothing to do with what I went to school for at all. Now, there are some jobs like you have to go to medical school to be a doctor, like obviously. But I mean, you know, a a psych degree, I, I have to have a psych degree to have the job that I have. But do I actually? No, I could have fucking done this out of high school. (laughs) Yeah. So it's. Yeah, I do. I do wish that I had known the the freedom because I I definitely went. I graduated high school thinking I had to follow certain paths, and that kind of fucked me over because I went to a private school that cost a shit ton of money. <laughs> so I just you know I wish that I would have been more uh, capable of seeing that. I honestly, at this point, I can do whatever the fuck I want. There's been a lot of times when I've made decisions that I was, that I thought I was supposed to make rather than the decisions that I wanted to make. And I think that that's something that I'm trying to correct now in my adult life. Dude, when I was younger, I've thought about this. I never wanted to get like an internship anywhere just because I was like, What's fun about that? It sucks. I'm going to go move somewhere around none of my friends and not not around a girlfriend or nothing. I'm just going to go some random place and have to work a job and not get paid. It sounds stupid. But, like, I didn't have any foresight to be like, you know, it could be okay. Like, I just, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird sometimes about how literally just having more experiences in life makes you so much more knowledgeable and understand yourself a lot more. Um, you kind of okay. talked about this last one in your. Response. Um, yeah. Do you want to? Okay, so I'll ask part of this just because I'm curious to know. Do you think all older people are just depressed, <laughs> or do you think that people in general look back at the past too positively? I mean, it's probably a combination. I I don't think depressed is the right word. I think. Uh, I mean, depression is pretty serious. I mean, not that there aren't cases of depression, but I'm just saying, like, overall, I think there is 
disappointment through expectations. I think we we build up a lot of expectations of what life is supposed to be like, what our dreams are supposed to be like. I just watched an interview with Oliver Tree. I don't know if you know who that artist is, but on the H3HD podcast where he was talking about how doing music was his dream and now doing music is his day job. It's not his dream anymore. Like this is what he does for a living. And so now he has other dreams. So you got I think that that has to be your expectation that your dreams, if especially if you chase them and you accomplish them, they're not going to feel like these big, grandiose dreams, these powerful things that you strive for. They're they're going to become your day to day, and they're they're going to feel normalized. They're not going to feel like huge and ambitious anymore. And and I think that that can be really um, damaging to some people because like, wow, I wanted this, and this is all it ended up being. So we become the biggest podcast of all time, and in the end. It makes things no better. <laughs> well, I mean, there is an aspect of it. <laughs> Not you, that they're bad now. <laughs> you think you think that they're that uh, these certain things in your life are going to be the cause of happiness, and I don't think that that's exactly how it works. Like no. there are definitely memories and moments and pieces of your life that are going to make you feel bliss and joy, but there are also going to be times within those best times where you wake up and all of a sudden that day you wake up, you feel like shit and you're like, what the hell is going wrong? And then if you have that thought process of what's wrong with me because my life is exactly what I wanted it to be, you can you can have a very damaging thought process because it's, no, it's normal to have those thoughts of being like, I'm I'm human. Maybe maybe like chemically something's going on with me. Maybe I just I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today, and that's okay. And that's okay to to try to work through that and cope through that. Maybe maybe if I get everything that I want in life, I still look back and say, man, I wish that last ex that I had had worked out because I miss her and I love her and I want. I wish I had that as part of my life. There's a chance that that could happen. And and if I'm not ready for that reality, if I if I don't realize, if I think that the, the life that I'm chasing is going to solve all those problems and make me the happiest I've ever been and, and fix all of the, the things that I was uh, hurting because of, then I'm, my mind, my perspective is, is misplaced. I have to understand that I'm still the person that I am and no matter where I move to, a lot of the baggage that I carry is going to come with me and that's going to be part of the journey. And it's also going to be part of what makes the journey beautiful because I'm going to have those perspectives still to, to reflect on and to pass down. Um, but I just think that overall, um, life isn't ever as spectacular as we want to put it up on. I mean, you see it a lot with social media, people like, wow, this person's living the life. And then you go talk to them. They're like, yeah, man, I'm not happy. You know, so there's there's that, but it's probably. I mean, there are probably situations where it is as bad as as it's portrayed, but there, it's also probably not as bad as you ever think it'll be either. When you're able to take yourself outside, I mean, I think about breakups that I've had. In the moment, I thought it, my life was falling apart, and I look back and I'm like, Brandon, it it was okay, man. Just move on. You're good. You can make it through this. Just keep going. Keep pumping. So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it. Um, any? Yeah, I mean, I I don't. I honestly, I don't think that people are just depressed either. By the way, I um, 
I think we just look we look back on things with too much positivity sometimes. Yeah. I think sometimes we become delusional. I mean, I do this all the time. I've told you before that I think I'm I look at the past sometimes too positively. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of times where I have longed for things to go back to the way that they used to be. And um I think that that's just a, it's it, one it's, it's a bad way to live your life. And two, I think it's it's one of those things where you have to take a step back and try to remember. You know, if you made a decision at the time, um, you you had all the information at that time to make that decision. And as a lot of time goes by, maybe you kind of forgot why you made the decisions. But at the time, you thought it was in your best interest. So sometimes, uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to like really look back on your past with like the correct the correct lenses. So, well, I think there is that aspect of, you know, you talked about, I mean, basically romanticizing reality. And I think you make a really good point of having to check yourself and, and maybe say, maybe I'm not being realistic with how things, how good things actually were. And it's, I think you and I have had this conversation about how, I mean, a year ago, we probably thought we were worse off than we are today, but today we bitch and moan about things and we're just like, God, this fucking sucks. And it's like, yeah, well, a year ago you were bitching and moaning about all the thing, all these (laughs) other things. So it's like, yeah, I mean, a a really good example is I think I would be pretty happy actually if I would see all the accomplishments of the last year from this exact moment um, in time last year. But now I'm just like, man, I just want more. Yeah. And I feel like it's it's a really scary, never-ending cycle of never... I mean, I, I'm extremely guilty of I always want more to the point where it... you got to find a way to not always be like that. But, you know, that that's a different topic altogether. In fact, well, we should do a podcast or something like that at some point. You did talk earlier about not ever getting content, how that is a good quality. <sighs> yeah, it, I, it is... It is a good thing. That's the that's the tough part about it. It's like it, it. You basically have to strike the balance of soaking in the time that you're in and appreciating it, but also staying hungry and staying yeah. driven towards the next checkpoint in your life. Exactly that. Um, any final thoughts on uh, this topic? No, I just think that. <laughs> I was, <saying laughs> oh, no I was gonna say. I, I I was like, you're gonna do it again. <laughs> No, um, but actually, yes. <laughs> I actually don't have any final thoughts. I'm I'm all tapped out. I'm freaking exhausted, man. Dude, yeah, I'm. I think we we've gone pretty in depth into this. I mean, I I really really enjoy this topic. This is actually one of the first ideas we ever had for the podcast. Now that I think about it, yeah, we did. Yeah, we were talking about doing this episode way like last year when I came to Chicago. Yep. So finally whipped it out. Yep. Um. Anything going on you want to talk about? No, oh, man. I'm just fucking... I'm in, I'm in the last, like, month of school, so I am just packed to the brim. I pretty much... The reason... So we're recording the podcast on Monday. I'm going to have to edit it tonight. But the reason that we're doing it on a Monday instead of on the weekend was because I spent literally all weekend just doing homework. Nonstop. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I officially booked my uh, hotel for going to... Minnesota next Minnesota. week. So, so giving you guys a heads up. Brandon and I have not worked out all the content we'll be making while we're there, but definitely expect us to at least we, go live once when we're there together. And we do have a couple ideas, though, that I'm fucking pumped about. So. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely brainstormed some ideas. 
Brandon and I are weird too. We're gonna make like an actual like written out agenda, like hour by hour of what we're gonna be doing. Because we did that last one of the last times that you were actually. I think both last times you were here, we had an agenda, and uh, it actually is super helpful because um, I don't. I I think we could pretty much both speak to the fact that we do well when we have everything mapped out because we always get it done. I think if we could afford assistance, it would help our life so fucking much. Just like someone yeah. to keep us on task, because right. I, I think both of us can get kind of scatterbrained sometimes, like oh, get distracted by other things that, like, oh, a butterfly. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dream's over there, but oh, there's a butterfly over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely get that. Um, any recommendations? Yeah, so I've got three songs that I'm recommending our listeners to check out. The first one is called Swing by the uh, artist Brother Bird, and Bird is spelled B-Y-R-D. So check that oh, out. Worst kind of bird. <laughs> I freaking love this song. Um, the song Love You Better by Philip LaRue, and it's P-H-I-L-L-I-P for Philip, and then LaRue is L-A-R-U-E. Uh, my, my dad actually... I have a playlist on Spotify with my dad. And, well, it's with my family, but really only my dad and I put songs in it, and he put that song in there. So I've been digging that lately. And then also the song Open Hands by Ingrid Michaelson. It's uh, it's a song kind of about losing somebody and the grief of uh, them kind of moving on or you moving on without them. So it's a really powerful song, and it's really beautiful. So check it out. What about you, though? Any recommendations? Uh, one, I need to find some new metal music to add to my playlist because it's getting it's getting a little stale. But so you're asking uh, our listeners for recommendations? Yeah, you guys give me some recommendations. No, uh, <laughs> another rec- this is gonna be a weird recommendation. But uh, as somebody who has some back problems, I got this like band thing that you put on, and I think this is actually like a maybe a trend that some people are starting to do, where like you put your arms through it, and then it like pretty much it corrects your posture i'm actually not wearing it right now even though i should be um but it basically corrects your posture and as someone who's had back issues ever since i've been um using this in conjunction to i also instead of sitting in a chair at work i sit on a ball (laughs) like one of those uh kind of exercise balls and it has helped me immensely in two weeks i've actually noticed that my shoulders have gotten a little bit more aligned and some of my uh, random back pains have started to go away because my body has started to, um, like, like the muscles have had. I've started to work in a way to, like, level everything. So now, um, I'm just a lot more comfortable in the day today. So, Good. basically, my recommendation is, if you feel like you have bad posture and you think you have back problems too, like, take care of it because this is something that I, it probably should have done something similar to this a little bit earlier, but. Uh, it's never too late to to fix that kind of stuff, and it really does help your mental health when your body feels good. It's not too late, never <laughs> too late. Oh god, the audio there is gonna sound great. I bet. No, I, I leaned away. Uh, you, you, you can't see me. I leaned away so that the audio wasn't bad. <laughs> the audio is incredible. Dude, I cannot wait. One other side note on this: that karaoke machine. We gotta do some of this karaoke. Oh thing. hell yeah! Dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, if, I don't know how many people that listen to this podcast. If you tuned into my, I went live on Instagram last Friday and I did some karaoke. <laughs> people were recommending like Celine Dion and Whitney Houston and Ariana Dude, Grande. What, this is what we should do actually <laughs> for our live stream when I go there. We should do uh, like a well, I don't know when we would do it because <laughs> it's like we could do what, it my ho- Wednesday my hotel night room. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> People in the hotel room are like, what the hell's going on in there? <laughs> Fucking dying cats. <laughs> There's some dying cats in there. What's going on? They break down the door and they just like see us singing karaoke and they're like, what's going on? Is this Britney Spears karaoke night? <laughs> With the taste of your lips, I'm on a ride. All right, I think. Uh, yeah, I think toxic. It's about- you know, you know how this next line says outro? I think we're uh, I think we're ready for that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Well, thank you to everyone who made it this far into the episode. Uh, next week is going to be interesting. Stephen and I discussed trying something a little new. We're doing a medley of different themes, sort of. We, we have talked about different doing different kind of philosophical questions that we can ask ourselves, and we're going to combine a couple of them. So... Uh, I'll, I'll read off uh, the themes, essentially. Uh, one is, if everyone spoke their mind, would this world be a better place? Is there a perfect life? Why do we strive for perfection if it isn't attainable? Can life be meaningful without friends? And finally, we're going to finally talk about Stranger Things. Yes, I'm excited to talk about Stranger Things. I finally finished Season 3. I made like eight YouTube videos on it, which was pretty fun, but it's also going to be I'm happy to be done so I can make videos and other content now, but I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about it some more. Hell yeah. All right. Well, um, again, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions about this episode, previous episode, which was on uh, seeing how well Steven and I knew each other, it's probably our best episode to date. <laughs> Uh, not be sure, lying <laughs> be sure to call in leave us a voicemail 513-427-EMG5 again that's 513-427-EMG5 or you can give us an email emgpod at gmail.com we also have Instagram and Twitter at emgpod or you can hit us up on our personals mine is Music. Stevens is Stephen Russell B uh, thank you again for checking us out and be sure to hit the, the subscribe button on YouTube, the follow on your podcast app. Give us a review. We appreciate you. Have a good one. Take it easy. I'm holding on to-